Welcome to the Strong Talk Podcast with Tom Rainey and myself, Pete Nelson. The aim of the podcast is to share our candid and uncensored conversations on all things fitness, health, business, and leadership. Through these conversations, we hope you take away a couple things to enhance your life and simply be better. Welcome to the talk. Good morning. Good evening. Good night. <laughs> What's that? What was that movie with um Debbie uh <clears throat> No, was that, that wasn't that movie with um Oh, who's the actor? Dumb and Dumber. What's his name? Jim Carrey. And he plays um where he's like God, right? Oh yeah, Bruce with Morgan Almighty. Freeman. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Wasn't that his his sign off? Good after or good morning, good afternoon, good night, or something like that. Something like that. Do you ever watch Evan Almighty? I had, I did. I thought, I thought that was a good one. It was very good, yeah. They, they, my kids and I used to watch it. It was pretty funny. You, what, every Friday night you guys would watch the same movie? No, I'm <laughs> Evan, trying to think. Evan All Night, Evan All there Night. Was, uh, there was one movie that they loved. I can't remember what it is. With uh, Brennan Frazier. Frazier? Fraser. It's like the whole Matt Frazier or Fraser debate. It depends on where you were born. and you Depends know, if you're Canadian what, or not. Yeah. <laughs> Encino Man's a classic. That is a it is a grossly underrated movie. I was a big Pauly Shore guy back in the day. You probably don't even Pauly know who Pauly Shore, Shore is. Huh? Pauly Shore is dead. What, that was a movie, right? Yeah. yeah. No, Written that was a Pauly big... Uh, that Pauly Shore had a movie called Son-in-Law, which is like... if you, I know you've never seen it. Um, Thanks. I didn't even know what Friday was. The movie Friday. The Ice Cube movie yeah. Friday? Really? Yeah. Did. <laughs> Unbelievable. Crazy. What what are what are the top five movies? Like you're asking me? Yeah. Like what are you, what are your top five? Oh man, dude, I can only imagine. Well, as a young man, Fifty First Dates, Transformers, uh, like is number uh, five for sure because Megan Fox. <laughs> just, just just that one scene. Um, number four would probably be The Dark Knight. So nerd, nerd. Uh, three would probably be Goodfellas. Dude, you hadn't even seen Goodfellas till like last week. <laughs> This, yes, this is true. Uh, two probably be Casino. Okay, and then one would probably be Home Alone. <laughs> You're not, are you serious? dude. I can watch Home Alone on repeat and find it funny every single time. Okay, it's, it's a Home Alone. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, what do you mean? so this family that lives in this giant mansion. What does this guy do for a living? I mean, is, is he no working idea. for the cartels? Yeah, What's, 100%. I mean, Kevin McAllister with that name for sure. <laughs> He's got a giant family. Yep. And they some they just leave their kid at home in this huge mansion and they 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 get all the way don't they get all the way to Europe and then realize they don't have their kid with them? Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is 1996. <laughs> they didn't have phones back then. They didn't have And some kid dressed up just like him and he got counted on uh when they were doing yeah, like it's the been roll a long call. Time since I've seen the movie. And so they thought that they had every kid. They had like 13 kids or whatever it was and they and ended then, up in Europe, and, and and then we're supposed to leave the, the believe that this eight year old kid has like Navy SEAL operative qualities. Do you know what made the movie? What? Do you know what made the movie? What? John Candy. I don't even know. John. Oh, he's uh, John Candy made less in that movie, like from a financial like take back uh, or a payout, than the pizza guy did that ran over the statue. 
Think about that. He just wanted to do it because he was just friends with the director. John Hughes. This is a John Hughes. John movie. Hughes. Yeah. 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 So fun fact. Fun fact. Fun. How about that? There you go. Wow. Home Alone is your number one movie all time. What would you say? Your top five. Oh man. I don't know. I have to. I see. I'm a big movie. I'm like a movie. Like I love You're a movies. big movie buff. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard to just come up with a top five. Number one of all time is the original Ghostbusters. That's uh, a no-brainer. That one more time. That's you know. Is I don't Storks, think, I don't Storks even, on there? I don't even. Storks is up there. Uh, <laughs> it, that's it. I mean, so you got to go categories. Like you do top top five comedies, top mm-hmm, five mm-hmm. dramas, top five all right, top, animated. Top, top comedy. Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, or Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber is really good. Yeah. Um, but then I mean, I, I you know, The Godfather. Yep. Yep. Um, the first Godfather is up there. I've never seen The Godfather. That is. It is wow. Uh, the first Godfather's up there. Um, I'm trying to. I, I don't know. I mean, Tombstone. I've, I fell asleep ten minutes in Tombstone. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. There's so many. There's so many great. I'm movies. trying to get people it's to hard. hate me today, Jimmy. <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, I, I would. I don't want to say Goodfellas, but I mean, Goodfellas is great. Good one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's. Ooh, a, I love the movie Glory Road. One of my favorite. I don't even. I, I don't even. Oh, that's the basketball one. Yeah, yeah. The one with I, Texas Western. I've never lo- seen it. I, oh, I could quote that movie all day. Never seen it. Uh, top five sports movies of all time. Can't even tell you five of them. Uh, Rudy's up there. <laughs> Just uh, watched that not too long. Glory ago. Road. Uh, remember the Titans. Um. Oh, geez. Oh, uh, uh. Baseball movie. I can't think right now. Major League. Major League's really good. Thank you. Major League is excellent. So as as and then the Bad News Bears, <laughs> <laughs> the original or the the, the remake, the newer one for sure. Um, so Major League, like when I was a kid, because the Indians were terrible. Like I remember a kid going to opening day at the Municipal Stadium, the old Municipal Stadium, right, eighty thousand seat stadium, opening day packed. Yeah, right. By the fifth game of the season, there'd be like twenty five hundred people there. It's crazy. Wow. So growing up in the area where the tribe was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that movie came out, it was like, it was the most fake, fictional, like it was, or fictional, like it was never going to happen yep. in a hundred years, and which, which made it so great. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's just a hilarious, awesome movie and it's all about, you know, our hometown. Um, draft Day. Draft Day, yep. If, yep. if, if, if you're a Clevelander and you haven't seen Draft Day, awesome. Okay. Um Okay, here. What's your favorite animated movie? Like kids movie, you could get behind every single time. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think when my kids were young. I could tell you the worst one I've ever saw seen was Rio Two. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just stopped at Rio. When my, when my daughter, you know, she was a toddler, she looks over to me and she's like, "That was really bad, Dad." I was like, yeah. and I'm sitting there snoring, like sleeping through the whole thing. <laughs> um. I Storks is is classic. Um, probably probably the original Aladdin. That's a very good one. Yeah, probably the original Aladdin or The Lion King. Those two. I'm a. But big... I remember going to see Aladdin in the theater because like when that came out, like that kind of thing with mm-hmm. Robin Williams and all thing, it hadn't really happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like the whole thing was like mesmerizing that it was a cartoon with like these huge stars voicing the characters. And it was a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, so like that kind of stuff like hadn't happened yet. Yeah. But so it was like a huge. I, and I remember going. I was in high school, going to the theater with, um, my girlfriend at the time and her older sister, and I had to sit next to her. I remember being very awkward sitting next to her older sister. Um, but I mean, it was like this huge. Like the theater was mm-hmm. packed. Insane. The other movie too, I remember when I was a kid, uh, like that was Footloose. When Footloose yeah. came out, it was like. And I remember going to the theater with my sister and it was like, you couldn't, it was like this crazy, mm-hmm. you know, musical dance thing. It was wild. Um, but they, you, you see, that's like what sucks about this day and age is you never have, like my wife and I were talking about this at the Super Bowl, right? The halftime show with Dr. Dre and Snoop and, and like how crazy that is and how awesome it was and reliving your high school years. But like my kids, their generation will never get to experience that because now everything's so accessible. Yeah. Like there was something about, you know, having to wait to go see it in the theater and buying tickets and sitting there in a packed theater shoulder to shoulder with people and everybody responded. Same thing. Like when I was a kid and like loving NWA and, and um, run DMC and Beastie Boys and all these guys growing up. And then when Dr. Dre, like all the hype around this album. And then it, so you but you're waiting for it. And then you got to go to the store. You got to get in your car go to the store, you know, and then you get there and there's no CDs left. Yeah. So then you got to, you know, you wait, wait and then you go back or, and yeah. you know, like another shipment's coming in and then you get the CD and it's like, and you just listen to it over and over and over. And now it's like, everything's so accessible that like you miss yeah. kind of a part of like how special that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I remember the, one of the first albums I ever had was run DMC's raising hell. I um, love this story. Are you, t- you going to bring up the story about your dad? Oh no, no, no. That was a, that was a Tupac CD. Um, Did t- you got to tell him about that too though. But I mean, like I had two cassettes. It was Run DMC's Raising Hell. Uh, actually, three. Three cassettes that I just, and I still, to this day, those three albums, I can still, and you can put on any song from those albums right now, and I can sing every word on it. It was Run DMC's Raising Hell. It was uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, he's a DJ. I'm the rapper. Um, and the third one was Run DMC, Raising Hell. Um, oh, and Young MC, Right. Like those three albums, I could still sing every word off of. But no, That's when I so when I was uh, growing up, I would think I was in college and I was home for the summer. Uh, and I'm one of six kids, and for whatever reason, we were all home. And there were, you know, so all of us there was, you know, a ton of cars drop in the driveway. And my dad would get up to go to work before all of us were up, and so he would move all the cars. And every morning became like a routine. I was just telling my mom the story. She didn't believe me, but um, I, I would get in my car and I'd turn the car on and I would have the CD wouldn't be playing. And I would get out and the CD would be sitting on the front lawn because my dad would hit eject and throw the CD out the window. <laughs> because he hated it. Yeah, because he hated it. So, <laughs> I uh, love that. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I don't know. What, what should we talk about today? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I did want to take a moment to talk about community and developing um, what it means to develop a community and develop a culture because I think that that's where we're at right now in our stage of, of growth at Black Flag is just doubling down on what we do best and that's just doing our best to serve people and to bring people together. And I was thinking about this on, my, on, on our drive here that we just have such a, an amazing opportunity right now at our current state at Black Flag that we're bringing so many different backgrounds, so many different people in and we're doing, at least in my opinion, reflecting on it, we've done a pretty good job bringing everybody together and making people feel welcome and wanted. And uh, I think that's something that you started with when you first purchased Black Flag is that you wanted to come in and you wanted to set the tone early of like what 
the true uh, focus is going to be with Black Flag, and that's developing a family. Yeah. And I think that the family atmosphere that we're continuing to cultivate here as we've grown is only getting heightened and more heightened. Yeah. And it's and it's special. So, do you do you mind if you take you know a couple minutes and talk about like when we when you first bought Black Flag, like where we were at and you know, like some of the just values you try to instill early on with the community? Yeah. Uh, so the idea of family is real simple. And I don't know if it's, it, you know, growing up, uh, my father was Sicilian, my mother is Irish English, so you could imagine. Um, but it was always just this idea of it didn't matter. Like if you were, if you were a friend, if you were, you know, my mom would cook dinner and everybody was invited, right? Like it was, whether they was just a buddy in the neighborhood or whatever, like everybody was always welcome in the house. And, you know, we would have huge gatherings, whether it was for the holidays or fourth or whatever. And it wasn't just family. It was, you know, family and immediate friends and even friends of friends and everybody was welcome and, you know, big tons of food and everything. But it was this big welcoming atmosphere where irregardless who who was somebody was just busting my balls about saying irregardless on the podcast but uh <laughs> it didn't matter like where you were coming from or what your background was like everybody was welcome mm -hmm. um so my mindset when when i took over black flag was that mm -hmm. was it didn't matter where you were at on your journey it didn't matter if you were a crossfit games athlete a professional bodybuilder an olympic weightlifter or a mother of three everybody was included in this in this journey and everybody was welcome and, mm -hmm. and was accepted for where they were at. And you and I both know, we've been in settings like this where it's the opposite of that, right? Every time. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, and it's one of the things that I'm most proud of being an owner at this place is when people say, everybody here is so nice. Everybody here is so welcoming. Because forget all the power cleans and deadlifts if people don't feel welcome or wanted or part of it, none of that other stuff matters. Right. You and I both know that community is really the end all be. I mean, it's what we all strive for in life. It's the is glue. to be part of something. Right. Yeah. Right. So you know the uh, uh, sort of having, I guess, the Italian ties to the family and you know the whole mob stuff and good follow you to talk about all that. <laughs> you know, so it was the idea. is real simple. It's just the black flag fam. Yeah. Um, letting people understand also too that like if you were part of this like a you're always part of it no matter right. what happens where you go right. and it's pretty cool to still have that today i mean you know we get messages from people that were here that live in texas now and they yep. still you know send fam on three and all that kind of stuff um but just to let them know that they're part of something special yeah. and, and something that's it, it was always very humbling to know that, that I was part of something much bigger than me or you or anything. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's where the idea came from. And I, but I remember talking to Heather Mersh uh, at the time who was, was running a kind of our, our social media. And I said, hey, I want to tag everything Black Flag Fam. Like we are, yeah. you know, and, and she was like, yeah, that's, let's, let's, let's run with it. And um, so, and we just kind of ran with that idea and it built and built and built and built and built. And, built. and so, um, here we are seven or eight years later and, and still, I can't believe how much time's going by. Yeah. And it's, it's funny how it's evolved, right? You know, we made some business decisions and we've learned from those business decisions. So I'm really excited to have everybody back here, right. you know, to, to kind of continue to, to reinforce and establish that idea that again, it's bigger than just, just me or you or, you know, any of the coaches, it's, it's all of us in this together. Yeah. A hundred percent. This podcast is powered by Black Flag Athletics, home of Black Flag Fitness, Black Flag Compete, and Black Flag Remote Programming. 
Everything and anything you would want for your fitness needs, Black Flag is the place for it. You can check us out. Find any information you want at blackflagfam.com. That's blackflagfam.com. I I forget where I heard this quote, but camaraderie and community is at the crossroads of laughter and misery, which I always kind of joked around about when I was reflecting on that. Like you look at, you know, any of our coaches, I feel like they do such a great job of making sure like people feel welcome, they're having fun. But at the same time, you know, like with our workouts, you could have a day that with the relative intensity, it could be a day where you feel real good coming out of here. And there's some, there's gonna be some days where you're like, man, that was a tough workout, but no matter what people have laughed, people are high five and people are yeah. fist bumping. And like, yeah. that's, that's the, that's the special yeah. part. Um, there was another, uh, another member of ours who joked around that uh, people at Black Flag will open up the bathroom door while you're, you know, using the bathroom just to say hi. And I, and I, like, <laughs> I love that. Like, I love that. And it's a beautiful the, thing. And uh, I think that when you look at like some of our like critical actions to what we've developed here at Black Flag when it comes to community, there's some things that I think about from, from that action standpoint, like the first things that we engage when we engage uh, with not just each other as a staff from ownership level, but just with the community, that engagement is like one of the most critical things you could do as, uh, at least in our fitness space and in our industry, people don't want to just feel like an outsider or feel like they're secluded. People wanna feel like they're the hero in their own journey and we're just the guide (laughs) with them. And I feel like that we've done a good job setting this up to where people feel that way. Go ahead. No, yeah. you look at like the engagement part. I think the other, uh, there's a couple other critical actions that we do no matter what every single day, um, including like the education component. And I think the education component's key because when you look at an hour long class at Black Flag, we're trying to get, we, we get a lot of work done from warm ups to prep work to strength work to conditioning to recovery and then facilitation and flow between those. What, we do, what we've done is we've done a great job, not just through, uh, through that hour to educate people, but taking time before and after, again, through that engagement to just tell people like, hey, this is the reason why we do X, Y, and Z, or hey, I've noticed that you've created compensations or you've, you've said that you've had some ailments, let me help you out. And that's, like, that's a unified thing amongst the whole staff is that people take ownership in that. And th- you talk about trying to develop community, at, again, if, if the... If our goal is that the athlete is the hero and we're the guy, like that's our responsibility is to make sure that we're doing that for sure. Yeah. It's awesome. <clears throat> it's interesting as a coach, you know, you certainly want to do a great job. And so you're, you're up there coaching and you're, you're giving some feedback and people are in the back of them bullshitting and laughing. And, and it, so it's a, it's an interesting dynamic because you know, it's a disruption yep. and can be an issue, but at the same time, how special is that though? Like, yeah, right? Like these are two people who would never have met each other. Yep. I mean, and, and again, uh, I give cre- credit to Heather. You know, there's times when I was the sole business owner here that I would struggle with kind of everything um, in terms of we're not building the right community, we're not doing the right things, whatever. And she came to she's like, all of these people are friends outside of the gym. And they hang out. And, but and- they all met as a result of what you built here. And it was like, I mean, that's that's... It's- Pretty damn cool. Pretty cool, right? Like, I mean, uh, you know, going to weddings and you, there's these big, huge tables full of black flag people that met as a result of, of what of what we've built here. Um, the only other thing, too, I would say about that, in terms of community and leadership and engagement, there's one book that I recommend, and it's, it has nothing to do with fitness, right? What's, what's the book? 
you remember? Oh God, you've you've told me so many um, so many books to read. What, which one? So this is this is the one book that I would I anybody who's getting into <clears throat> this industry from a community basis, it's uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends oh, yeah. and Influence People. Like yep. that is the number one book that I recommend every coach who comes through our doors. And I I would prioritize. I would tell them to read that before they read any exercise science or sports performance or physiology books, because how you interact with people is the most critical thing and how you engage with people is more can be more important to the long-term success of that person coming back than any of the cues you may give yep. them along the way. Just your attitude and your actions with that person. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, if you're a young coach out there or somebody's trying to build a business, like that, that is the read before you get to all the nitty gritty science stuff. People, people just want to feel like they're cared for. People want to feel like they're a part of something. People want to be heard. They want to yeah. feel like they're belonging to something. And that's what, that's why community is the glue every yeah. single time. And yeah. if people don't feel like they're part of a community and part of like-minded individuals, and it, it's going to be hard to retain. Yeah, and, I mean that's that's the beauty of of the open that the yeah. way we're running it. It's 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 we're all coming together to be part of something bigger than than what we are as individuals. Yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking about the open, we are tomorrow when this podcast re- uh, what this podcast releases on Monday. Monday. So tomorrow, which is Tuesday the registration closes. And what? so make sure if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you've signed up again. There's no division standards this year for us. What that simply means is that whatever the workout's going to be each Friday, if you're going to show up, you're already going to be a part of it. If you need to scale things or modify things as needed to fit your needs, let's do it. Uh, because again, it's all about the community. The, um, it's all about dressing up. It's all about cheering each other on, having a good time, having a safe time. Uh, and then at the culmination of our three week open, we're doing our super Friday this year, a post is going out today, which is Friday that we're shooting this, uh, that's going to detail a bunch of little things. We're doing a potluck gathering this year. Uh, we're, we're working with a couple vendors from, uh, uh hydration and beer standpoint, the yin and yang, <laughs> uh, and then we're working on some other things to really make this a special year for us here at black flag for our open. Uh, and then we're working on also our event calendar for the year that we're going to hopefully finalize today. That's going to include the rest of the events for the year uh, to get everything in place. Because again, having events and having things to look forward to that we get trained for that keep us motivated is ex- extremely critical when it comes to our long-term fitness. Because if you don't have like that goal inside or you don't have that event that you could train for, sometimes you get lost in the sauce. So that was a military thing that, <laughs> that we was pretty, yeah. lost in the sauce. <laughs> Boom. Um, so th- th- that was a little tangent there, but pulling, pulling it back to the community side of things, uh, one critical and the last critical action I want to talk about when it comes to developing community is the having fun part. I think at black oh. flag, we have fun. You, I think in the fitness industry, you see it so often that people throw in their head, their, their, their head buzz or their, their, their earbuds, and they just go to work and they just go to the corner and they, they do their thing. And then they nudge somebody in the shoulder and they're out of there. Like that's the complete opposite thing that, that we try to do here. Instead, the idea again is like, as soon as somebody comes through the door, I want them to be like, all right, we're about to have a damn good time for yeah, the next hour. Yeah. I want this to be the best hour of the day. Yeah. I was following some accounts saying that the, the gym doesn't need to be their best hour of the day. Bullshit. But, but I think, yeah, I hundred percent say that's <laughs> bullshit. The reason being, and this is like a very respected individual. Um, I think that that's complete bullshit because if this is like a, an area for people to work and get better on, they should feel like the accomplishment after 
justified that hour of work and now they're headed to wherever they're at with that boost level of confidence, boost level of sense of accomplishment. And they're like, wow, not only did I kick my own ass for an hour and I got better for the hour, but that was a great feeling hour because the energy was high. The coach, I got, I got great coaching. I had great camaraderie amongst my, my friends that, that are in class. That's the most important thing is like the fun part. If, if we're not having fun, you can't do it long-term. Should certainly enjoy it. There's no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, I mean, look, it, it, you know, we get stuck in this world of like meathead mentality, right? Yeah. Where it's like, when you come to train, I'm training and it's hardcore, but bullshit. Like this, this has got to be a very positive part of your life. Yeah. Um, and, and as such, you should be able to enjoy it as much as you can. And if you're not having some laughs and busting balls a little bit, I mean, that's, that's a huge aspect of, of the fitness experience, especially otherwise, why be in a group class Right, you, just, you need to reflect and look at yourself in the mirror and ask like, what are what's the reason why I feel this way and why I'm acting that way? Because at the end of the day, I mean, we've we've had people um, that that have come in that may have not been the right fit because what they wanted to do is just clang and bang, and that's just what they wanted to do, and um, that's okay. You know what I mean? If that's what they want to do, that's fine. But again, like what we're interested in doing from a community aspect is just cultivating that fun, that engagement, that sense of education that people get and that sense of self-betterment and belonging. That's, that's so important. Yeah, man. And if you can, if you can put all that with world-class coaching, uh, world-class organization and structure, uh, a professionalized experience, I mean, you're getting, yeah. you're getting everything. Yeah, 100%. Right? 100%. And that's what we strive to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's what every gym should strive to do. And unfortunately, I, I don't think, I think a lot of gyms get stuck in the performance-based mindset. Every time. And that's one of the things, you know, you and I have talked about uh, as leaders for this for this group here at Black Flag is is the idea that, that we're not performance-based, we're people-based. Yeah. You know, like performance Completely is different. great and, and, you know, and all that stuff, you know, how much you clean is is wonderful. But I don't know if that's the best metric for making long-term progress. And by long-term, I mean five, seven, 10, 20-year progress, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it, it can be an indication of whether or not the program's working. Right. Um, but, you know, everybody's different, and it has to be a people-based experience. And so, as such, we have to focus on the person and not necessarily the the, the metrics of performance. Right. And it, you, there definitely needs to be a marriage of the two where... If it's performance driven, obviously, like we we do have programs here at Black Flag with Compete that you're able to do that, right? Um, but when you look at 85 to 90 percent, honestly, when you look at general population, probably 99.9 percent, .9%, people just want some. People want to just feel fit and look good. Yeah. Right. They they want they want workouts that that hit hard but feel freaking great. Yeah. And um, that's what people want to. That, that's what people want and. I think that that's where we're again gravitating towards this. What we're doing right now is is creating that experience for people. Yeah, and the the the, the crazy part about it, or the best part about it, is if you do it right, yeah, all those performance metrics increase anyway. Take care of it. Yep. Take care of itself. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. 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 Well, let's go ahead and end up on that one right there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode, including our little tangent at the beginning of one our favorite movies and, two the best sports movies and animated movies it's always a good time and uh thank you also for listening to our little community talk because that's what we're trying to do here at black flag is cultivate the greatest possible community for our for our uh, customer base and i would not even i would add that not just at black flag but it, in general yeah 100 you know what i mean even in outside of black flag 100 uh i mean if you follow peter on instagram or myself or any of our coaching staff like 
that's what we're about. Yeah, we certainly want to build a great community here at Black Flag, but we want to build a great community in general throughout the, the fitness world. So. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. You guys are the best. Have a great day. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the Strong Talk Podcast. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. This allows us to share our conversations with more people and positively influence our fitness communities. If there are any topics you want to hear from us, drop us a message on Instagram at Coach Tom Rini, that's R-I-N-I, or at Peter Nelson II, and we can take a deep dive. Again, thank you for listening and continue to be better. Casino's really good though, bro. No, it's great. <laughs> this is how I feel about Friday, part one. Like, people love next Friday. I haven't seen any of them. What, what is it? I've never even heard of it. Do you still want to be my friend? Yeah, I must say, I guess.